What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 14 of Press YYZ. This is your one-stop shop where we bring you all the video game news and discussion with a uniquely Canadian twist. You can find us on Twitter at Press YYZ, where we appreciate the feedback that you may have. This week, we're going to dive into a few new release dates, Stadia, probably some Animal Crossing talk, and we'll wrap things up with the 5x5 unconventional sports games, which I am super excited about. My name's Nathan McInerney. I'm going to be your host today. And today I'm joined by Mitch George. No one got your name wrong this week. Woohoo! <laughs> I never thought about that. I'm going to host every episode. No, you're not. No, I'm not. All right. Next up, we have <laughs> the Prince of Nips, AJ. Gears is good, guys. Is it? Uh, we've got Cozy with the nice green screen. What's going on, Cozy? Uh, I'm doing well. You know, I was thinking about this. We're probably a few more episodes away from people sending in stuff to us. If you're going to send me anything, send me meat. Okay. All right. Meat. All right. And finally, yeah. we got the film. Oh, send it in. We got the film baby, Alex Ballant. How are you doing? It's McKernery, right? No, Mac. No, I'm just fucking with oh, you. God damn it. You broke the streak. <laughs> damn it. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, hi, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> doing there. pretty well. All right. That's such a cool replica of a Lancer. Just for those audio listeners, that's the reason why he said Gears is cool is because AJ is holding a Lancer replica, and it looks pretty damn cool. I mean, if we're bringing props to the table, I picked this up today, and what I'm holding up is a wooden mug from one of my favorite restaurants here in Toronto, Stormcrow Manor. AJ and I yep. are Never familiar it. with it. No, yeah, we were just there for your birthday. But oh. uh, they're they're now that offering cool? they're offering pickup orders and i'm trying my best to support local businesses so i'm hoping every week with wednesdays being national takeout day that i'll have something different to bring to the table of a nice local toronto restaurant every week Ooh. this is the most active reload i've ever done <laughs> so why are you holding up that lancer is it for anything in particular like something you've been playing aj gears tactics came out and it's pretty good. oh it has it's pretty it's pretty great I'm quite enjoying it myself. I gotta, um, I gotta be honest. I needed that game to be bad. I'm a little disappointed. Sorry. Well, can't yeah. Help you. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually quite good. Um, it's basically XCOM meets Gears, and I think who, Gears of War is the perfect franchise for that type of crossover. Who would have thought a, a, a shooter where you stop and hide behind cover would have become a very good uh, tactical? take a turn board game like game i mean it worked with halo why wouldn't it work with gears it kind of worked with halo it uh, worked with halo halo, halo wars, wars was, okay. was good it was all yeah. right it wasn't well, xcom but it was a good game yeah like it's it was a decent rts for consoles but gears tactics is yeah. quite there's so it's a lot of fun i've been really enjoying it one of the things that i like about it over say xcom is every character has like action points so yes. you can move you can move, shoot, and then move again in the same turn for a character. So which... have, have you played Valkyria Chronicles? No, I have not. Because they have a similar system in that, which I quite enjoy. Um, okay. So it sounds like this is right up that same alley, which is nice. Yeah, because like one of the things that I, I didn't like about XCOM as much is like you had to, once you chose to move, you had to commit to whatever you were going to do next, where I feel like there's a lot more strategy involved with gears tactics with it being like oh i can do an ability move and then also shoot or set up an overwatch at the same time like it's i feel like there's a lot more options that you have with the game 
which I really have been enjoying it so far. One of the only things I would say about it is it's far more linear than, say, XCOM yeah. is. What, yeah. what do you think about that, AJ? Um, so the, the, the one hang-up that I think I have is gameplay-wise, like, because it's linear, because it's telling a Gears of War story, um, you have these hero characters, right? Mm -hmm. And if these hero characters that you're playing with, the ones who progress the story, die you lose a mission so it it adds a different element to it but you also get these fodder characters where i've i've already created myself um and i'm probably the best gear on the team um it the the fodder characters i'm pretty sure can die i haven't they can. killed any of them yet but like yeah it, it adds a different mix but I, i'm also like I'm not entirely attached to the hero characters so much as I am the one that I made myself. So it, it's it's a weird, weird balance. But um, yeah, the the linearity of of, of it. Um, there there's side missions that you can yeah. go on that are not a hundred percent mandatory, as far as. But I'm there's going. but there's like one of the things that I liked about XCOM was XCOM's difficulty really revolved around if you fail you just you lose those characters and then also you fail the mission like you can't yeah. go back in and do it where in gears tactics it's like you are continuing on this story if you fail the if like one of your hero characters die or if you just fail the mission like you don't complete the objective you just have to restart it from the beginning and so i don't know it doesn't feel like it has it doesn't feel like it have that has that difficulty spike that that xcom and xcom 2 did yeah and I, in I, that I, I sense yeah, I, th I think the reason is because they're taking a Gears game, so they needed to have that that major hook of like a, a story through line like a regular Gears game, um, the linearity of that, to kind of bridge the gap a little bit, um, yeah. which, which is totally fine. It's totally playable, totally fun. And yeah. Gears Tactics, available now on PC only, Xbox One later, correct? And it's part of yes. Game Pass? C correct. Because yes. it's a first party game. Yeah, and speaking of Game Pass, I had quite a fiasco with Game Pass Ooh. this last week. Where so it's an amazing service. It's worth it's worth the money going into it. <laughs> okay. The app on PC sucks so bad. The Xbox it's just app. Chrome. On, wait, <laughs> oh, what? That, wait, oh, like the the Xbox PC app is yeah. is really bad. Yeah. So I had installed it when Gears Five came out, okay. and I like had a couple months with it because. Xbox really is like, if you buy one month of Game Pass, we'll give you three months on top of that. Like, they really are pushing this service. And so there was a point where I was like, okay, I don't have Game Pass anymore because they let it expire. And I wasn't, I didn't really feel like paying for it because there wasn't any games. And so, oh, Gears Tactics is coming out. Time to renew my, my service. And so once I did that, I couldn't install any games. And then I realized it was a Windows 10 issue. And so the only thing I could do to solve it was I had to hard reset my computer. So I had to install everything from the from the get go, oh, including wow. all of the games that I had. Oh, and it was mean, just like, because, yeah, like I had been, to hard reset Windows. So you you had to you would do like a fresh install of Windows. I thought, oh, okay, you had to yeah. reboot his PC. That's no yeah. big deal. No, you had to for, reinstall Windows 10. Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, for, <laughs> there, there's, so there's fortunately a setting in Windows where you can have it you can have it do a fresh install. And it keeps all of your files, but it gets rid of all applications 
which is actually really cool. But then there's also some weird, like, muddy stuff where it's, like, some application files still stay. So it's, like, I have, like, a I have like a four terabyte hard drive, and half of it was still taken up, not from my personal files, but just from apps that the executables are gone, but not the, not the like, all of the files of the, like, games or the apps themselves. That's so I had to I had to take a whole, like, couple of days to just completely clean up my computer. And so it's it's running great now. And hey, the Game Pass app now works. I can install games. I've been playing Gears Tactics, but oh man, you have my... free time to do it. Yeah, and you know <laughs> yeah. what? It's called X. It's the Xbox Beta app, and that beta should be in fucking in bold because it it really is a not broke beta app. Yeah, I mean the X Cloud so... beta is a beta, and it works well enough on my phone for one yeah. game. I, I don't know what the I don't know what the issue was, but I mean, hey, it it seems to be resolved now. So, all right. So I, I know very little about the Gears series, and I don't play tactical games all that often. What I do mm-hmm. know, however, is that I haven't been hearing or seeing a lot of scuttlebutt about this game on the internet. I legitimately didn't even know that it was coming out or had come out until you guys brought it up on this year' podcast where do you see this game kind of going in the future? Do you think that it's going to actually perform exactly as well as it should perform and by its own metrics of success will be a success? Or do you think that this game, that the developers of this game and Microsoft kind of totally bungled its launch or and or slash coronavirus contributed to the weird state in which it launched? Well, I don't think coronavirus actually would have had anything to do with its launch just because it is a, since it is a PC game, it's digital regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say it's probably going to be a success just because of the fact that it's on Game Pass. Like, that was, like, there's no real way to tell what is a success, like, especially with Microsoft first party games, there's no real way to tell what's a success and what's not because all Xbox first party Mm -hmm. games are now going to be on Game Pass. And, like, I know Gears Gears 5 was super huge when it came out but it was also on game pass so it's hard to really tell what level of success microsoft is going to be looking for especially with a game like this where it does seem to be kind of a smaller scale game well i think the thing too is we're only seeing it release on pc right now i think when this does come to console later this year that's when you're going to see a bigger marketing push for it but yeah so it's pretty mouse and keyboard heavy correct Yes, there are. There is options for. I haven't tried it with a controller, but okay. like right up off the bat, it was like, "Do you want to play with mouse and keyboard or controller?" So there is controller option. Controller. Yeah, there are. I haven't tried them yet, but I know that there are like they are baked into the game. I'm curious how that how that controls with a controller versus mouse and keyboard. I, any, I'm curious. Be- oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I'm curious as to why. Like, it's got to be because the ta- tactical games are more. Uh, familiar in the pc environment which is why they that's most likely why they chose to release it there first because Mm -hmm. the the way the game plays right now like the game is finished it should work just fine on an xbox one maybe they just wanted more time to play test the xbox one version specifically or maybe it does have to do around maybe those initial controller controls are fine but they're trying to refine them before that launch yeah I was going to ask, um, I was going to ask, did any of you guys play XCOM Enemy Unknown or XCOM 2 on uh, the consoles? Because I know that they're out on them. I played the original XCOM. I played the Enemy first one on the, P- on the PlayStation. Yeah, and like, I, didn't I thought finish that it, they, but... I thought they controlled relatively well with a controller. Like, that was the first, that was my first experience playing it. Yeah, I, I had no um, issues on controller with the game. I just lost interest because yeah. it's a tactical game. Yeah, it's not usually it's, my yeah. type. Um, I'm a big fan of the Fallout universe, and when Fallout Tactics came out, I just couldn't get into it. 
way, way years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's just the genre. Yeah. So right. speaking of having units that you cannot revive in any way, as you were talking about XCOM, I started what's known as a Nuzlocke run in Pokemon Shield instead of playing games I haven't played yes. yet. Yes. <laughs> I believe I've, are, I've heard my uh, nine-year-old talk about this. Tell me. Okay, so a Nuzlocke in Pokemon is essentially self-imposed hard mode where if a Pokemon faints, it's dead and you can't use it anymore, and you can only catch the first Pokemon that you encounter entering a route. How Did you... You cut off just at the end of you saying at the end of a route. Yeah, that was it. That was the end okay. of what I said. I, I was concerned for a moment that like <laughs> you no, actually no, no. had that, a big diatribe I mean, those, after those that. Those are the big, big pieces of a Nuzlocke. There's other things around, like you could self-impose rules around uh, like species clause. If you're under the same thing again, you don't have to catch it. You can catch the next thing. And there's a whole bunch of little intricacies, but it, it basically boils down to if it faints, it's dead and you can't use it anymore. Yeah. Uh, an important thing to understand about Nuzlocke runs is that its name partially comes from the character John Locke of Lost. Ooh, I didn't know yeah. that. It's inspired so, by a webcomic. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Very important to understanding the concept. Yeah. So, so when so you're doing it with Pokemon Shield, right? Yeah. Does do Pokemon Sword and Shield do they have multiple save slots? Because I know like most Pokemon games don't. So they do, and so they how are don't. you doing that? So the way that I'm doing that is I have a separate user profile set up on the Switch. Each profile uh, has okay. its own save. Got so it. Okay. Bef before the quarantine started, I had tried to convince Carmen to start playing uh, Pokemon Shield. And we played through a little bit of it uh, before things went to hell in a handbasket. Um, so I'm just using another profile on the Switch to play, the, play through this file, which means no access to online or trades or any of that. Okay. So I'm having to play through it just with what's in the game. And I've already Am lost a Pokemon and I was really sad. <laughs> Am I hearing you right? You erased her save to do that? No, and she wouldn't care anyway. She's not really into it. Hopefully, we'll see how it goes when we start being in the same place again. But hmm. no, I, I lost my first Pokemon, Dorito the Aracuda, and I was very upset. Rest in peace, Dorito. Let's so one of the... One Doritos are This tasty. isn't like a near... This isn't like a near universal rule, but like there is a general consensus that you should nickname whatever Pokemon you come across on a Nuzlocke run. So you get attached. So that you... Exactly, and then it's all the more oh, okay. uh, uh, dissatisfying when that Pokemon guys, dies. Yeah, so I may have been eating Doritos at the time of naming that Pokemon, but Nathan, <laughs> you'll be happy to know that my starter, my score bunny, I named after Ty from Dur uh, Digimon because Ooh. it's like a soccer-playing Pokemon. Okay, okay. Uh, and I thought I thought that crossover was just you know egregious and shouldn't be in the game, so I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that. I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'll be uh, for our five by five for top Digimon. When we get that, it'll just to the be list. you and you and Mitch. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, the one on one for top <laughs> Digimon. So, when Mitch mentioned uh, that he was doing this Nuzlocke run uh, off air, I kind of gave him a bit of crap because uh, Pokemon Shield is one of the easier Pokemon games, just in terms of the sheer amount of items and experience points and like quality of life uh, aspects that make just getting through the game in general easier whether or not you're on a nuzlocke run but you kind of explain that you kind of want to start out with an easier nuzlocke run so that you can eventually work up to something harder correct that's what i'm hoping either that or this is going to turn me off of the idea of even doing this when i lose something i actually care about instead of dorito who i had for all of 20 minutes 
Um, so we'll see how things progress. But yeah, I, I would ideally get into a situation where I could play a harder one, potentially on a stream, potentially on our channel. Who knows? Ooh. I've I've never done Ooh, a Nuzlocke run, but the most attached I think I got to any run of Pokemon was the original run of Twitch Plays Pokemon. Everyone was attached to that. I still follow yeah. that channel to this day. So I still follow it too, and I, I pop in there once in a while and try and vote for what team will win whatever battle they've got this like salty bet i don't know if you guys have heard of salty bet uh it's a salty bet like uh what a game on there now where they just play pokemon stadium it's pretty cool sweet yeah all right so speaking of twitch cozy what have been you what have you been up to this week uh, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, playing a little bit more of Bioshock 2 Remastered, which actually, I don't know if I mentioned that I had started that. I, I started I think Bioshock you did. 2 Remastered. I'm pretty sure yeah. you did. Uh, honestly, uh, the three biggest things that I got up to over the past week uh, were three movies I watched. Um, I saw Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom again, which, you know, it, it's kind of a dated movie in a lot of regards, but mm -hmm. I, I really did appreciate the cinematography of it it's certainly uh not a bad film by any stretch yeah that uh, john williams movie. score is phenomenal yep uh i watched evolution for the first time oh which is the, that's a classic i think david 2001 Coveney? ivan reitman film yeah um you know i feel like that movie is uh, I, the way i see it i think it's almost a classic it, it's uh for context this movie came out kind of around the same time as movies like Dude, where's my car? And uh, American Pie, mm -hmm. and it feels like it, it feels like it's being pulled in two different directions. Where half of it wants to be a kind of more classical Ghostbusters style comedy, yeah. and the other half of it wants to be more of an, an American Pie raunchy style comedy. And I feel like if it had more fully committed to just being a Ghostbusters style comedy, it could have been a classic. As it stands, it's still a funny film and it's good, but it's not one of my favorites. Uh, and finally, I also saw Transformers Age of Extinction. I'm oh my sorry. god, I watched that too. It was so bad. No, like, well, here's the thing. I honestly was genuinely entertained uh, throughout the first act of this film. I thought that... The first act know, that was like four and a half hours long? Make fun of him all you want. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is not half-assing his performance in this movie. And I thought that, okay, the the, you know perils that they're facing of their house getting evicted the transformers being hunted down and killed i thought both of those were interesting narrative arcs and i thought up until halfway through this movie i was like you know i feel like if you just removed all of the like excessive fat and excess scenes from this movie i feel like the core of what would remain would still be solid even without like needing to go back in and like rewrite or shoot new scenes or anything and then I feel like it just kind of collapses towards the end. I, I think that the final act of the film, it's just like, what the hell is going on? What Why are they is that movie for? almost three hours long? We do not need it's, three hours of Mark Wahlberg, goddammit. When, when do they do like, Bubble I, Bee? I, I, uh, it's going to be not Two next weeks. episode. Yeah, a couple episodes from now. I, so to, so give yeah. some, to give some context, the reason we are watching this you know, trash fire of a movie is a kind of funny a YouTube channel that we all collectively are fans of is doing a Transformers in review and it's bad. It's all real bad. I mean there's only one good Transformers movie. And, and it's, it's the, the first original one. one. Wait, yeah. wait, Bumblebee's Bumble oh, I meant the Bumble original animated one. 
Bumblebee oh yeah, okay. very good. I, uh, yeah, I, you're right. I mean, I'm you know, I'm interested to see you know what they're gonna have to say about this movie. I would not be surprised if this movie actually ranks a little bit higher than I think we're all expecting it to. I think I mean, that, it's not the worst one. Yes, it, it is. It has terrible depths, but I also think that it does a lot of good things right again during the first third of it. But I, this is not a Transformers movie podcast, so let's move this on. This movie okay. almost ruined a friendship for me because I suggested we go see it in theaters. It was absolutely atrocious, and he didn't want to speak to me for the next, <laughs> like, six months. I mean, I can... Here's the thing. Yeah. I can definitely see how in a movie theater format it can be that much worse because you have no option but to just sit and watch the movie. Mm -hmm. I watched it, you know, from the comfort of my home. So at any point, I could just sort of get up and do something else. And I think that is 100% the ideal way to watch this movie. This is the and only I, movie And I think I've that for that reason... No, go ahead. This is the only movie I have legitimately fallen asleep during in a movie theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is the well, only it, movie that has legitimately put me to sleep. I, I lost 40 minutes that I'm never getting back. Well, and so, like, I, I'm just sort of curious, like, to uh, what I was saying earlier about how this, I can see how this film was really that much worse in it as a movie theater experience. I'm interested to see if the crew of Kind of Funny kind of look at it with a new, fresh perspective, being able to enjoy it themselves from the comfort of their own homes. It's or... going to be Nick Scarpino doing two hours of Mark Wahlberg impressions, and it's going to be them saying, why did this two-hour yeah, but... 45-minute movie feel like I, it was I also, eight hours long? I mean, I also think that Nick, you know, being a, you know, lover of films and somebody who's studied them in the past <laughs> will also appreciate some of the things that it does during the first third that are not that bad. You said appreciate and Transformers 4 in the same sentence. I don't think that those two words really go together. Should we move I, on? Yes, please. I'm very <laughs> curious. You guys are the people who are trying to keeping, who are going to, who are, you guys keep trying to talk about this movie and I keep being like, oh man, let's move on. Come on now. Okay, let's, okay, move, let's on. move on. Um, I've been playing Animal Crossing. Is that a surprise? No. No. No, this is what you've been saying for the last like six weeks since it's been out. Yeah, we've like all, we've all weaned off it a bit, but you're just still injecting that crap straight into your veins. I was up till three in the morning again last night playing it. Why? <laughs> what are you actually doing in it? There's though, not at this that point? much to do in that game. I just keep finding more and more things I can do. Just wait until my sister pops up in chat. No, there's this and this and this because she's down yeah. the same rabbit hole you are, Nathan. I'm like trying to grow hybrid flowers now and I'm decorating my thing so I can get a five-star rating uh, so I can get the golden tools because who doesn't like a nice golden tool, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I had a friend who just spammed breaking axes for like a day straight or two days straight and sent me a golden axe so I didn't have to do any of the work. Oh, well, so I have a golden slingshot because my wife popped the 300 balloons before I did because of the Easter day of, or the bunny day event. But I finally hit it the other day. I popped the balloon. The present fell. I open up. It's the recipe. I go to redeem the recipe for it. And the game crashes and closes. <laughs> I don't Oof. have the recipe. It's not in my inventory because it hadn't saved. And I haven't seen the golden balloon fly by since then. So what do the golden tools do? I've never actually heard about these. They yet. just don't break as often. No, they last. Oh, okay, they're just better. Like this slingshot, my wife's slingshot, mine's still going, but hers lasted 10 days. Uh, but it does, wow. it's your okay. tool plus a piece of gold to make it. Oh, okay. So, um, but yeah, no, I've been uh, working hard capturing three of all the rare fishes and bugs um, so that I can have models made of them because I'm going to display them in my town. And, and on I've. On cue, on cue, the chat is now all just my sister asking questions about Animal Crossing. <laughs> I freaking yeah. called it. 
That's all it is. <laughs> she, could, she had like a tingling and just knew. Yeah. She just knew it was coming. I'm like, I, listen, because this one guy's just not going to shut up about Animal Crossing. I, you know, we can always go back to talking about Transformers. <laughs> or we could we could do a throwback to last week and start talking about Ice Age. Or we could just move That's on and not point. talk about any of these things. But yeah, right. let's talk some more about Animal Crossing. Okay, I, I just want to wrap up by saying I finally made my wrestling arena outside. <sighs> it's a Bash at the Beach inspired... Um, Bash at the Beach inspired uh, wrestling arena with sand and palm trees and uh, barbed wire around it. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Now, if only I could find a way to make them fight to the death. Well, that's my thing, right? Is I haven't been doing a lot of like the landscaping or reorganizing or anything that seems to be keeping other people in the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much longer. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep coming back to the game and do the daily dig up the fossils, pick the fruit, uh, comb the beach, check the shops, but outside of that i think i'm moving on yeah me too honestly and yes allison golden does not mean it can't break it just means it's gonna last a lot longer yes significantly longer all right i can get you a golden axe if you want just we'll talk about it offline (laughs) all right well let's move on into the news then seeing how unless anybody has anything else they want to go over news news let's do the news let's do the news Hot, hot news all right. For- Hot news coming your way. <laughs> All that was terrible. There is a terrible jingle that gets inserted here. You know that, right? Ready, set, go. News drop. Let's get into the uh, first story here. Um, believe it or not, we have release dates for The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. I be careful on the internet. Was, I was so surprised that this actually got that these release dates got announced so i have a theory behind why they got announced and it has to do with the leaks yeah so they not not naughty dog has been saying for a while the game is ready to go mm-hmm. yeah it's more so other things that are holding it up and they were probably just trying to figure out the logistics of do they release it before ghost of tsushima and push it which has now become the case or do they release it after what do their release windows look like around the summer based on that game already being announced for summer being ghost of tsushima yeah. So I, I honestly do think part of them releasing it as early as they are is because it leaked. The game is ready to go. They're taking it. They're taking. They're going to take a loss uh, against what they were originally projecting, regardless, unless they wait for this all to end, which they're not going to do. Yeah, there's no way. Um, I honestly am not sure how. Just because, like, to release a game like this, there's a lot of different channels that need to all like go into motion for something like this to happen for like production and uh like the pipelines and everything and so need to make sure they don't piss off the brick and mortar too much yeah Yeah. so i really i really don't like i think it could have maybe i i mean as as we said before i we're all fans of kind of funny and i did listen to the most recent ps i love you xoxo and greg miller brought up a really good point that it's like this might have this might have been the cause for the announcement of the release date being so kind of just out of the blue like yeah. hey we're hey like everyone's talking about this game in a very negative way right now let's try to steer the conversation a little bit more positively but i really don't think that that affected the date i mean we're never going to know right yeah no. we're, they're never going to come no out way. and say that years but down I, the line we may hear but not not nothing yeah. anytime soon it's interesting yeah. too there's another story tangential to this not totally related to video games but sort of around this content distribution coronavirus mm. world that we live in in that the, the president of universal came out and said oh we're gonna do day and date releases on digital now compared to theaters because they made good money releasing trolls world tour digitally 
and AMC said, fuck you, you're not putting any of your movies in our theaters ever again. Except for there probably will never be an AMC theater. Yeah, again AMC's not this. coming back after this. But yeah, it's just it's just crazy how much the content delivery landscape is going to change because of this pandemic. Well, I think yeah. people are going to buy digital for the first times or like, and they're going to go, oh, it's not as bad or it's not as the big boogeyman that people made it out to be. And I think they're going to be like, mm-hmm. I can do that the next time and I can do that the next time. So you'll see people doing things that they wouldn't normally do. We've had birthdays and thanks, like Thanksgivings over Zoom Easter. and Portal. Easter, uh, like, like not Thanksgivings. Uh, that's what I meant to say, Easter. There hasn't Easter. been Thanksgiving during the pandemic. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, next no, people, Easter or next Thanksgiving potentially hopefully not <laughs> uh but people are trying different things right now uh that they wouldn't normally do and they're going oh i guess it's not as bad as i thought it would be and it's not as hard and it's pretty easy so yeah and i mean for me personally my buying habits have changed i bought final fantasy 7 remake digital typically what i my buying habits for games throughout the year is e3 comes around best buy amazon walmart have their e3 sale Yep. And I pre-order every game I want that's been announced. I don't have a pre-order for The Last of Us. I don't have a pre-order for Ghost of Tsushima. The only outstanding physical pre-order I have is the Marvel Avengers game coming, hopefully, coming out in September. So I think for Last of Us and Ghost, I'm probably just going to go digital because it's going to cost me a little less because there's no tax on the PlayStation Store. Yep. And I'll have it immediately. So Yeah, and those are kind of guaranteed games that you're probably going to enjoy too. So it's, I, I don't I, really feel like with those games specifically, it's not really a risk either to pre-order them. I also down. don't I don't trade in games. I don't sell games. I'll lend games occasionally, but for me, that's not really my gaming habits. So mm-hmm. it's for me, digital works, and it's probably going to be more so of that moving forward for me. To uh, get back to the subject of The Last of Us Part Two and its release date being announced for June 19th, I'm really curious to see where the world is going to be at by June 19th. Because mm. right now we're in a bit of a lull, not just because of, obviously, the coronavirus, but also because of a lot of the negativity surrounding the leaks and you know how that ties into a news report by Jason Schreier from a couple of weeks ago that reported on the not-so-great working conditions currently at Naughty Dog. And I'm curious, yeah. by no- June 19th, if all of that will wash away. You know, yeah. the internet historically for better or for worse has been shown to have a short attention span and when june 19 rolls around will we all be like oh man i am so juiced up to hell to play the last of us part two i don't care or mind that all this negative stuff happened along the way or will the world still be kind of in the same mindset slash mood so I the, think, the, the, the oh, sorry, go ahead, Alex. I've been talking. A okay, lot. I was gonna I was gonna say like I think um, there's gonna be waves of the sort of negativity. Like right now, it's kind of pretty negative because of the leaks and everything. And I think for the next like few weeks, we're gonna see it kind of settle down a little bit. But then once as soon as the game is like getting really close and they're starting the marketing cycle back up, I think a lot of that negativity of the spoilers and people being assholes are gonna come back to the forefront. Unfortunately, to just kind of try to take all of the momentum away from it and i have a feeling that it's going to be kind of a hellish landscape for the next little bit so with a maybe like a slight quiet period yeah i mean what i was going to add to that is the rumors around the last of us leaks is that it was an employee internal to naughty dog who was either laid off or furloughed disgruntled this yeah well yeah in in the current environment that we live in layoffs and furlough and and these sort of things are becoming a lot more commonplace unfortunately yep um and i think we're going to see as the year goes on if the situation does not start to improve and workplaces don't necessarily go back for a while 
um, if this was, let's say, a QA build that they got leaked footage of, are we going to see less games come out? Because they're going to be more stringent about who gets QA builds of certain games. It, it remains to be seen how, like, other companies are going to take notice of what happened at Naughty Dog and find out through back channels what did happen and figure out ways to lock their own stuff down so that this thing doesn't happen to them. So Cyberpunk, Avengers, even Ghost of Tsushima, we might see additional delays. And the last thing I want to say is The Last of Us Part 2 was delayed when Spider-Man or Iron Man VR was delayed. Where yeah. is Iron Man VR, goddammit? That was my big question out of it. Seriously, I want I'm Iron surprised. Man VR. Where is it? It was surprising that they delayed it at all because I had a feeling that that game was going to be way more digital focused anyway so it didn't really feel like they were going to be losing that much by not being able to manufacture as many physical copies imagine walking into a walmart with your kid and they see a psvr box with iron man on it mm-hmm. oh the whole if there was a planned iron man bundle if there was a bundle planned okay. around that yeah, then they right. had to push it before they can push the physical units because if so, they want this to be a system seller they need to be able to get people to the store to buy the system Special right, edition okay. VR PSVR that's red and looks like Iron Man's helmet. Oh my god. I, um, that would have been amazing. I have a conspiracy theory, but a good kind of conspiracy theory theory right okay. here that I want to run by you guys. All right. What if uh, news on Iron Man VR goes dark for a little while, and then Sony announces around E3 time this year, hey, guess what? PlayStation VR 2.0 is coming, and Iron Man VR is a launch title for it. God, no. no. We won't see that no. until at least 2022. Yeah, there's no way they're going to make you buy a $500, at least $500 system, and then on top of that, have another like two to $300 VR headset. On well, not to mention... $100 and $200, you are funny. It's going to yeah, be a lot talking, more I'm talking U.S. prices. <laughs> okay. You're right. Yeah. 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 I mean, Canadian, I totally see... way worse. The logistic you know issues with this scenario but like i feel like iron man vr would be a great way to sell a new iteration of playstation vr at some point i just don't think that they're going to do that quite yet they've come out and said that psvr will work on ps5 and i think they even said that they're not going to have a new psvr for a few years uh anyways with the ps5 and it just doesn't make sense i get the Mm. idea of trying to launch them and make them both feel fresh and new but at the same time psvr is getting almost all the games still and still has legs and it's still selling i'd like to see it's been a while since we've seen numbers because they usually put out with the ps4 numbers and where they're setting um but they're at four or five million units last time so i think part of the reason that the playstation vita failed is it came out too close to the launch of the ps4 yeah Right, The Vita launched, what, a year and a half, two years before the PS4, but people knew that that was coming. If you have to choose between this unproven, dedicated piece of hardware or a brand new system you know is going to get games you want to play, you're going to choose the known quantity versus the unknown. So you're going to choose the PS5 over the PSVR 2 if they launched it within a year, two years even, of the new console. You need to separate those products so there's enough consumer demand for something new, but not necessarily like too close to that initial launch. Okay, that makes sense. Speaking about known quantities, let's talk a bit about Ubisoft revealing the new Assassin's Creed. This was so cool. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Did you guys watch any of the live stream that went on today? I heard people complaining about it. Uh, That's it. I didn't see the live stream, but people were just bitching about it online. It was really cool. It was a a cool way to reveal this game. So for those who don't know, they did a live... Ubisoft... Uh, teamed up with Boss Logic, who does phenomenal fan art for a lot of companies. He's done some posters for some major movie studios. He's a and Photoshop they, wizard. He is amazing. Go check him out on Twitter. And they had him 
probably not live. It was probably pre-recorded, but they they oh yeah definitely broadcast him drawing up the key art for the game, which on the left side features a Norse kind of mountainside with a ship and all this stuff, and on the right what looks to be like cathedral castles in England. So mm-hmm. it looks I'm, cool. I'm so excited. So I I played Odyssey last year, and yep. I love what they did with the oh, Greek yeah. mythology of the game and the way that they kind of reinvigorated. Like, I know they did it with Origins, but, like, they did this reinvigoration with Origins, but I didn't play that. I only, I jumped on in Odyssey, and I absolutely loved it, and I loved the ship mechanics, and so to bring that with Norse mythology and Vikings, I think it's a, I think it's a match made in heaven, and I'm so excited for it. Well, it's gonna be interesting. Like, we're gonna see this, like, this siege of britain from by the by the norse or whatever it ends up being like we're gonna get a multi area presumably game where there's gonna be these neat transitions from what is you know traditional norse ship combat and all this sort of stuff to like siege combat like it's gonna be really cool to see what they bring with this game i'm in the same boat as you i played odyssey i still need to finish it and i'm really looking forward to this next one yeah, it's going to be a nice little fix between uh, between waiting for God of War five for some Norths. It's yeah, not God of War five; it'll be God of War Part two. Yeah, probably, but you know, <laughs> you know, God, God of War Ragnarok. Oh, that was that was originally the title that everyone thought that this game was going to be. So it'd yeah. be really cool if God of War took that title. They said not awesome. take it though because there's no. so much mindshare around Thor Ragnarok that you That's don't want to closely say. align yourself from a marketing perspective. Where it's like, oh, go play Ragnarok. Oh, they made a Thor game. No. Well, so I mean, Thor's gonna be in it. Well, yeah, but no spoilers. Well, so actually, I wanted to ask about uh, that. How supernatural do you think that this game is going to get? Because we've had, you know, a lot of properties in recent years, like Thor and the most recent God of War that have delved heavily into the supernatural side of Norse mythology and history. Do you think that this game is going to lean more into the actual history side of things, or do you think that it's going to go a little bit more off the rails? It's going to be more like, like, I think they'll continue along the same veins as Odyssey. Um, I haven't played any prior Assassin's Creed, but Odyssey seems to have the realistic historical stuff, and that's what Assassin's Creed's known for. But then they dipped into fantasy. And I expect the same thing. That was... Yeah, from what I can tell, that was like a thing that they started in Origins because I played I played yeah. one through I played one through four and then I stopped and then I picked up Odyssey and at least from the first one through four it was kind of really more historically accurate while well, attempting with some with some fictional stuff but it was more like grounded where Odyssey yeah. and Origins seem to have like the fantasy yeah stuff. we've we've got some comments in the Twitch chat twitch.tv slash pressyyz so Chumbawamba chiming in saying he thinks it's gonna go heavy mythology. Odyssey went so. very deep into that sort of stuff, and Private Jeebus thinks it'll have some supernatural stuff. Odyssey did have that to it, but mostly in side missions, so it would be nice to see them bring that into your main story quest. Mm-hmm. See, I can see them actually being, for the most part, very grounded, just because I don't feel like there are a lot of video games out there that are trying to that attempt to tell a very grounded take on Viking mythology. Well, a grounded take on Viking mythology that actually doesn't make a lot of sense but you get what I'm driving at yeah you see you see uh, things yeah, like yeah. Vikings on television and things of that nature that have tried to do that and this is going to sort of piggyback on that same sort of storytelling and I think it's going to be something really really unique in gaming and it's going to be cool to see for sure can't wait all right uh, let's move on to not no- something releasing without a developer knowing about it Indivisible launches on Nintendo Switch without the developer knowing so I haven't dug much too much into the story, but tell me what's going on here. 
basically somehow the publisher got a version of Indivisible released on the Switch that is like a a like it's super a super old build. It's missing a bunch of additions and fixes and features. And oh wow! The developer was just surprised when they got thank or congratulations on their Twitter for the launch because they weren't expecting it. That's Interesting. It. Okay. Just life is weird. poetry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the fact that this that this game was the one that got released without them knowing. Well, mm. it, well, I mean, so did Cooking Mama Cookstar. We talked about that a lot. Yeah, I know. True. I'm just talking about the irony of the name. <laughs> no, I know. Um, but it's just interesting to see in this time of social distancing, most work, all workplaces being work from home, there was just some, you know, break in the communication chain, and it just got put out the door for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Okay. Well, and uh, sorry, before I forget, that was from Rebecca Valentine at uh, gamesindustry.biz. I want to make sure we're crediting yeah, that. I think most of these are, to be yeah. honest. She's the new Jason Schreier. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting from here. Yeah. Well, Jason Schreier is still Jason Schreier once he moves to his new post at the Bloomberg. Washington Post. Bloomberg. 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 Right. Bloomberg, Bloomberg News. My bad. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, and then let's dump it, jump into another Rebecca Valentine story. And this one's interesting. Um, I want to get your guys' opinions because I think another big company is doing something very similar, but GameSpot's to hold a summer digital E3 alternative and charity event. So, um, and they've got the kind of funny guys uh, into that, which I'm a little surprised about, and um, not because that they're participating, but because IGN is also doing something similar, and they've got the history with they IGN are. as well. So They also have history with GameSpot. GameSpot no, gave them on the time stage. on their E3 stage, right? So mm-hmm. it does make sense, um, but it is sort of telling that no one really knows what's going on, so everyone's trying to get a piece of what was the E3 pie. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and if uh, we still get discounts on the stuff which is what i really look forward to every e3 <laughs> so what are you guys thinking about these potential digital events because we know we have one from ign we know we have one from GameStop. Uh, sorry GameSpot coming now um bethesda said they're not doing any digital conference correct so they could just slide yes. a trailer or two into one of these two we know Gamescom is still happening digitally this year, later in the year. Yeah. I feel like that's the one that's really going to take the cake for me three. Okay. Do we know what Microsoft or Sony are doing? They're both planning events. The rumor yeah. I read earlier today, and this is absolutely rumor and speculation, there's no confirmation, but that um, Sony is going to be holding a an early June event to reveal the PS5. Like, in that first week of June, what would have typically mm-hmm. been the E3 or Judges Week. So, we'll have to see what comes of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. You know, I just I, I'm I realize that some of you guys may have realized this way earlier on, but I'm beginning to realize now with no like specific weekend where E3 would normally run that all of these big major events that are going to show off all of the hot new co- games coming from all these companies are probably going to happen across a number of different weeks throughout the summer. Yep. Yep. There's yep. not going to be a single like superpower weekend where everything's going to happen all at once that is going to be surreal i mean we also wouldn't have got this assassin's creed announcement today with the trailer to follow tomorrow if e3 was still happening yubi would have saved that and done the live stream the day before and shown the trailer on their stage so we're going to see these things sort of interdispersed whether it's summer late spring fall Mm -hmm. like we're things are going to be all over the place there's no one tied to a specific date now which is interesting honestly i i remember go ahead sorry um i think it's better in a lot of ways for the publishers 
um, and for the developers of these games, because and all of a sudden we've always talked about E3 being like this, like powder keg. You get all this information, but something big gets announced, and then ten minutes later another big thing's announced, and you're out. So and then it's forgotten about. So we need to. Um, yeah, I can't talk today. Um, That's okay. But this, You're only this, hosting the show. Yes. Yeah, it lets, the spotlight, it lets the spotlight stay on specific games for longer, which is going to be nice. Yeah. yeah. The, the, That's the, all thing that we'll, the thing that we'll be missing, though, is there's always mainstream coverage of E3 when you can get all this information into one place. So hopefully these larger amalgamations of news like the IGN show, the GameSpot show, do still get that same level of coverage. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it just means overall coverage to, for the general public of E3 is going to be diminished. We did, yeah. we did a previous uh, episode on it, on the things, uh, the, our favorite E3 memories and stuff like that. And, you know, that, yeah, that's going to be one of those uh, things that hurts the most is you're not going to have that week-long celebration of video games, for sure. Yeah. All right. I uh, just want to mention that way back in the day, there were like three or four summers in a row where for some reason I was taking summer courses or something equally mind draining all at once and they just so happen to coincide exactly with the timings of all of nintendo and sony and microsoft's uh. press conferences and like man 14 year old me would have loved to have had it the way it is right now where they're all happening on disparate dates across multiple different weeks because i Although it is weird, it is more ideal for some people to consume them in this fashion. I mean, I know it's crazy to think of, Cozy, but when you were 14, you would have still been in school until the end of June. So that's that, yeah, that would what happen. the issue was. That is a good point. <laughs> well, well, no, It wasn't summer courses or anything. It was I just, mean, I just think school. I'm thinking about it. it. It wasn't when I was 14. I think I just said that age kind of out of the blue. I'm pretty sure I was like 18 or 19. Okay. 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 And it was like it was Sejep or University. I don't remember oh, okay. which. That's All right. a little more forgivable. So yeah. we're gonna move on. AJ, I want to give you the AJ five minute. Uh, give us what happened on the Stadia Connect corner. I mean, given how long we're into this recording, it might be like two and a half minutes. Yeah. Okay, Stadia. Fair uh, first of all, uh, Mitch and Alex, uh, I hear you guys are now believers. I'm a believer in the tech. I'm not a believer in the marketing, the rollout, the <laughs> systems, the you the and mechanics. everybody else. Yeah. You and everybody else. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. We were playing PUBG earlier tonight and uh, got our asses we, kicked. We got our asses handed to us. You know, uh, to be expected. Um, we were testing it out. Uh, Alex is now a believer. Uh, Mitch is now a believer in the tech. It works. Tech I was a believer. My shitty internet. So a couple of weeks ago when we read the news that they had Stadia Pro be free for everyone for two months, I signed up right away. I started playing SteamWorld Dig 2, and it's it works. Mm-hmm. I knew at that point that it worked. It was just f- nice to jump into something multiplayer with the both of y'all. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so there was a whole lot of nothing in this presentation okay that's um, there's a firefighting game that looked neat that's going to come yeah. to the switch and i'll play it there yeah um there <laughs> presumably was I, there was no announcement yeah are you there... telling me you don't want to play jedi fallen order a year after it's come out i mean i still haven't played it within the last six months so maybe i'll get there... it there why was there a commercial for doom eternal two months after it came out <laughs> why uh yes yeah. stadia Google. that's why that's Stadia. why google yeah no they're 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 really trying to to stand on their own two feet 
they're 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 getting higher every time, but it, they're still stumbling a, li- a yeah. little bit. Um, the um, there there's a gamesindustry.biz uh, article that we have here of by Re- uh, Rebecca Valentine, go figure, um, talking specifically about a game creation platform called Creata. 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 Creta? Oh, C-R-A-Y-T-A. Creta. Uh, um, yeah, it looked fine. It looked... Uh, it's not trying to be dreams. Doesn't it look like Minecraft? It It looks like Minecraft meet Fortnite. Minecraft mm, meet Project Spark on the But Xbox. the part of Fortnite nobody liked, which is the building. Yeah. Some people know. liked building, most people didn't. And yeah. then they announced the last games I'm going to get for free with Stadia Pro, which whatever mm-hmm. yeah I, what was it uh i don't Octo- even remember that's how no on, yeah no, no they, oh, they announced they, that they, octopath is available yeah they announced that's available i yeah i see i i'm the 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 sole uh voice of stadia on this podcast and i you're the only I, you're the only voice of stadia anywhere i still have no idea like <laughs> like i i it just in one ear out the other they 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 have not quite said anything to like grab me but like the the what keeps me there is the fact that the tech works and that i can as long as i've got a controller with me or something i can play anywhere i can do so i can do that I was just going to say, as soon as xCloud comes out of beta, they have a, they have already have an install base. They already have a good controller. They already have the infrastructure. They have the cloud servers. Mm-hmm. They have the services. As soon as that comes out of beta and anyone can access it, it is absolutely going to eat Stadia's lunch. I've used both. Yeah. They both work, they, but they Microsoft have a... has the services to back it up. Yeah, and they, Stadia has a lot of ground to cover to try and at least get to par with what anybody else could potentially do so interesting you cannot okay, okay. you cannot advertise a big announcement and then advertise a two-month-old game and a six-month-old game that's going to come to your console at the end of the year you just can't do it this is yeah. this feels like nintendo wii u levels of announcements yeah. where we're getting batman arkham and mass effect 3 and these games no one wants on that system they want to see what Google can do with the tech that they can't do anywhere else. And all we're getting are these ports of games that already exist, mm-hmm. that people have played, that they're going to play on Stadia if they don't have it anywhere else. But there's no incentive to get there other than free stuff. And when that Did runs they... out... Was Baldur's Gate 3 mentioned? No. No. Okay, then I don't care. Let's move on. The other, I mean, the other, the other thing too, the xCloud beta is already on iOS. Where is my iOS Stadia app? Why can't I play Stadia games on my phone? Because you're not cool. You, know, you should have a Pixel. No, yeah. because Apple's the better ecosystem. Let's move on. You know, at least the Wii U version of a bunch of the ports that it got uh, all had neat added stuff. Like, for example, the port of Batman Arkham City had armored mode, where Batman gets armor. I mean, we got <laughs> a bunch of state. We got a bunch of state yeah. swag and PUBG by getting PUBG. Yeah, it's how you can tell who the real people are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we ended up in a, we ended up in a match of bots, and the only people that killed us was the only other team in the game wearing Stadia stuff. So you know who's actually no. playing versus who's bots. That's mm-hmm. scary. Where's armored mode for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on Stadia? Please, let's move on. Well, we'll find out. Okay. Stadia time. <laughs> Let, we've we've cut the five minutes. We're gonna move on. Let's get into the uh, deals for the week. So my, as my mouse isn't working here, um, I brought a deal to the table, which is just PS Plus games for the month. 
Uh, this month we're getting uh, on PS Plus City Skylines, which I'm really excited about, and Farming Simulator 19, which I want to try because everybody keeps talking about these Farming Simulator games. What do you guys think? Quickly, I'll play City them. City Skylines is a good game. Yeah, but I liked it on PC. I'll give them a shot. I want to try it. Nothing special. The, the the funny thing is, people were, keep, there was a rumor that it was going to be Dark Souls remastered yeah, this month, I and people. people are very disappointed that it's now not that. That sucks when that happens when people like make stuff up like that and then just get yeah. everyone's hopes up to disappoint them. Yeah, that's just the internet. Let's move on. Yeah, let's. Are you telling me people go on the internet and tell lies? I know, right? <laughs> what um, year is it? I haven't heard Mitch, that in forever. Mitch, I see you posted a few deals. Yeah, there's a sale going on on the PSN games under twenty dollars. A few standouts: Chroma Squad, which I talked about a few weeks ago on the Switch, also yep. on sale on the PS4 for five bucks. Titanfall 2, which is a phenomenal game, is on sale for about 10 What Remains of Edith Finch is about $11. So and Yoku's good. Island Express, another game that I've loved playing on the Switch. It's a pinball hybrid sort of game. It's on sale on the PSN for about 9 bucks. All right. Anybody also, else have we, any deals? Was there uh, Xbox Chad, Live? Chad has a deal. Oh. Uh, so Pr Private Jeebus speaking up again. Uh, XCOM yeah. 2. XCOM 2, which we talked about earlier. Base game is 20 bucks on Steam right now. Or thirty-eight dollars for all of it, the full game, complete edition. I'm gonna say that seems expensive, but that could just be me. Um, <laughs> it's expensive for Steam. Yeah, it's still a, a phenomenal game at, at the price. It's a great game. I just remember, like, isn't it like four or five years old? I thought it'd be cheaper. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm out off off whack with it. All right, so we've done talked about the news. We've done everything. So let's move on to topic of the show. There was something else in there. Was there? I wanted to bring something else up. What do you want to bring up? Did you miss the other thing? And read all the things. Oh, uh, sure. Queer Eye yeah. is offering Animal Crossing advice. Someone's not looking at the Discord chat. Oh, that's me. Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> Sorry. No, you have to bring it up now. You can't just you can't just not on, bring on, it up. On Twitter, they're giving advice. It's fine. Move they're on. giving Queer advice. Eye. I am very on Animal Crossing about houses. This. It's pretty cool. I need to check something. It, it, it was just a marketing thing where they had one of the members of the Queer Eye bunch giving advice. Bobby, giving the guy feedback. Who does yeah, on Animal Crossing houses. That's it. Let's move on. Okay. So I would like to. My bad. I'm sorry. I called you out like that. Open Pandora's I, I box. Screen, I full screen the video so I see all your Shit. beautiful faces. I, I want to see. I want to see Nathan's box. Let him. Let me see his box. I'm going to open Pandora's box and we're going to talk about the top or the five by five for unconventional sports games. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we, it sounds like we're going to have some fun stuff coming here. I've got a nice list. Um, do we need to go over the rules for five by five? I think yeah, we should for that. the audience. Yeah, we haven't we haven't done it in a couple weeks. Plus, okay. this is the first time we're streaming it on Twitch. So. so Basically, we have one person hosting. That's me tonight. I've never done this before, so uh, hang on with me here. But they all, everybody's gonna have to bring games to me to make our top ten, um, top ten list for the top ten unconventional sports games. So they need to bring them to me, and then I get to pick where they sit on the list based on the argument that they have for it. So I'm gonna get my timer ready to make sure that I we're... have good arguments every time. I You've got good come, arguments? I always show up to this well-prepared and ready to go. I always do my homework. To be fair, you've actually won, though. I think I'm the only one who hasn't won. I have a list of 12 mm. games with a variety of talking points. Y'all are going down. 
Ooh, I'm really interested. <laughs> I have in this. about, I have about four, but yeah, there are like four three very one good of them ones. <laughs> so <laughs> did we say, did we say 45 seconds for the main and then 30 for the rebuttal? It's whatever or is it... you want. It's whatever you want. Okay. Well, well rebuttal isn't until, until the, the second shows. round, right? Or rebuttal. Uh, you're right. Sorry. Um, but let's give it 45 seconds uh, for the main one, just to keep the game flowing here. So that's going to make sure that your arguments are well centered. Um, and I don't. I'm going to play this like a fair person because everybody else who's played this game has been a jerk. Hey, so I'm. I'm going. I feel to, like that's a direct attack. I'm not going to be a jerk yeah, like absolutely. Mitch. Absolutely. This is the most unconventional sport. So I'm not going to be a jerk like Mitch was. And I'm definitely not making him going to go last. So, AJ, <laughs> let's uh, get uh, you up first. What are you bringing to the table? Listen, Super Mario has spanned a lot of games over the years. Okay. And one of the surprisingly good ones, as somebody who is not into sports, is Super Mario Strikers. Yes. Now, it is Mario playing soccer, untraditionally, in that he you get all these uh, Mario-like power-ups. Um, you get, what, what is it? Um, you, you know, it, it's, it's your typical Mario sports game, but it, they, they, they flip it on its head in a way that is, for, for somebody like me who was not into sports growing up, uh, who only into video games, I, it, it hooked me in, in a way that I could not... Uh, that is very hard for me to describe. Um, eh. I rented it once or twice. Sorry, you're out. Uh, by the way, I just want to quickly uh, interrupt and say that I've tried to put the Google Doc showing the current placement of all our games on the Twitch stream right now. Yeah. So I see everybody it. in the chat, please let me know what your thoughts are and Fancy. if there's anything I can do to improve it. Again, this Ooh, is the first time we've streamed this game. So yeah. So right, I'm still waiting go. for my I was gonna refresh. I was gonna ask when we were gonna see the bar graph. There we go. So bar we're seeing the bar graph. Put the first score in. So AJ's right. in the lead because I'm gonna give Super Mario Strikers spot number one. Hell yeah! It's also the I only thing. I don't think it's fault. I don't think it's gonna stay there. Come on. But we'll see. It's not even the best mascot platformer soccer game. So let's uh, move on, and we're gonna go with Cozy for number two. Uh, all right. So the game that I'm going to recommend is a little game called Coffin Dodgers. Coffin Dodgers is a budget game that came out on the PlayStation 4 and I believe Xbox One a couple of years ago. Uh, it was relatively unassuming in terms of its name and price point, but it was truly a glorious time in terms of its core concept, which was a game about death trying to race down a bunch of elderly individuals in their scooters. Um, and also it had a really, really easy platinum. So I think it gets did. extra points for that. <laughs> so because, are you done? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Okay. Because of the easy platinum, Coffin Dodgers is going to go in at number one. All right. Wow. How rude. So Cozy knows who he's speaking to. I know who I'm speaking to. I, I know exactly what I'm bringing to this list. Okay. Next up, we're going to go with Alex Ballant. What do you got? Oh, you completely lied and said that Mitch wasn't going to be last. I think he was saying AJ wasn't going to be last because I always make AJ go last because he ruins my oh, day. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed it. Okay, well, I'm going to choose uh, my first uh, serious answer, and it's going to be the game Rocket League. 
because Rocket League takes a sport that's not very good, soccer, and actually makes it fun. They and, also did hockey. And the, oh yeah, keep it Canadian. Hey, thanks, thanks, thanks for the heads up. Gotcha. And yeah, so if you want to, you want to, you want to play any of the sports, but you want to drive little remote control cars and actually have a fun time, having an epic, uh, epic. It could be two v two, four v four, whatever you want. It's a lot of fun. I don't traditionally like sports games, and so this untraditional sports game actually got my attention, and it was so good. It was, and it's got so many players, and um, okay. that epic decided to buy it. All right, 45 seconds. Uh, that is good. I really liked Rocket League. I was in the beta before the game came even came out and was speaking the praises of it. It's going to go number one. It's a good choice. My turn? Yes, Mitch. What do you got? Okay. You want to talk about an unconventional sports game. We could talk about a game that came out in 2001 alongside games like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Grand Theft Auto 3, Halo, had phenomenal voice acting, used an IP to the fullest extent it could, and is synonymous with what a bad game is. And that game is Simpsons Wrestling on the PS1. It was not a wrestling game. It was more more or less a 3D brawler. The 3D, the 3D <laughs> graphics were terrible. Each character only had three attacks and a combo. For some reason, it's in 3D, even though the show is in 2D, and it is famously one of the worst video games yeah. ever made. But it's, it's great, terrible. and it's The Simpsons, and it's wrestling, and it should go at number one. It's terrible. Well, I appreciate you what trying to... What an amazing argument. Well, I appreciate you trying to pander to me with the wrestling. I'm not a big Simpsons guy. How oh, can you be a Simpsons got guy? Him. God got damn him. it. I mean... I was a first 10 many... season Simpsons fan. Yeah, I was going to say, there have been many different eras of they Simpsons. They got the voice and, you know, actors. Some have been not to... as good as... They got the know. voice actors. But this was like peak Simpsons. Like 99, 2000, 2001 was like Simpsons but was I... like a height. I went into that blockbuster, rented that game, played with my sister. We couldn't play it because it was terrible. It was such a good time. Such great memories of renting that game that was terrible. So, I appreciate the argument. I'm going to put it above Super Mario Strikers, uh, Buffalo, Damn. Rocket League, and Coffin Dodgers. It should be above Coffin Dodgers. Come on. <laughs> no one had heard about that until Cozy just mentioned it because it has a platinum. I was aware of Coffin Dodgers. I know well, it because fine. Greg Miller platinumed it. And I got a review code for it. <laughs> I tried so it, everyone. It. Simpsons Wrestling is going to end up at the bottom. Oh, I've seen this game. Fair. What, Simpsons Wrestling or Coffin Dodgers? No, Coffin Dodgers. Simpsons Wrestling. Okay. So there's some phenomenal so. content out there about Simpsons Wrestling, I'll have you know. Also, but like the point... Never mind. <laughs> it was the most unconventional sports game. Simpsons Wrestling was unconventional because it was neither a wrestling game nor a sports game. I had a, re I had a rebuttal to a different point you made, but I will say <laughs> it, You're not okay. going to have to rebut it. So that's the end first round of games. We do a second round and then we do the rebuttals, right? We do three. We do you can choose two to three rounds. We've done two and we've done we've three. Changed so it's it. up to you. Let's but uh, I didn't I I don't know if I liked the change that I did the last time, but it's up to you. You're hosting. Okay, well we are still doing well in time, so let's try and do the three. So I'm gonna go back to AJ, who we went with first. You're gonna get to bring me another game. What do you got? Are you guys familiar with wind jammers? Yeah, I am Let, familiar. Yeah, it's it's an old Neo Geo game that um, think of it kind of like uh, Ultimate Frisbee meets uh, Pong meets volleyball. Um, it, it, it's this highly competitive arcade style one v one game where uh, two people uh, th uh, are throwing this one super super powered Frisbee 
bouncing it off walls at each other, just trying to score points, get it into the net. Um, it, it's it's one of those hidden gems that I didn't hear about until you know the, the in the last five years or so. Um, mm-hmm. I had never had a Neo Geo myself or anything like that, but um, yeah, it it hooked me, and it it, it actually recently came out uh, re-released on PS4 and stuff, and and to to much success, it, it was very very well received. Uh, a favorite of one Austin Creed, aka Xavier Woods, aka the kind of funny commish. Mitch, are you okay? You completely yeah. cut off there. Yeah. <laughs> so was it just me? Okay, good. Okay. The well, world was trying to prevent everyone from discovering Austin Creed's real it's name. It's gonna come out in the. It's gonna come out in the recording. So if you want to know those secret details, go listen to Press YYZ on any of your favorite podcasting services. All right. So Windjammers, I like Windjammers. I'm gonna put it number two overall. Hell yeah. Ooh. How do I edit this mm. list quickly? It's difficult. The yeah. easiest way to do it is to like copy, cut everything that is where you're trying to move, move it down one slot, and then put the new one in. Can I cut the names? Will that you, work too? You can cut the names, but then you have to like drag the corner of the box down to like copy the drop down from one of the other boxes, I, but you can I'll do it. I'll just help you in the dock. I could also do that because it's my dock, but. I mean, okay. AJ's already there. So. Okay, is AJ <laughs> doing it? Okay. I'm helping you. Um, all right, perfect. All right, Cozy. Uh, actually, should uh, we recap the top? Oh, no, you go. We'll recap then at, after this. Yeah, episode. I was going to say, well, we should recap it when we get to 10 or so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so I thought long and hard about this. Uh, I'm going to go with a certain minigame from the original Pokemon Stadium. As we all know, the heart and soul of the Pokemon Stadium games were the minigames. And I think that no minigame in those games epitomizes digital athleticism more than the Lickitung minigame. This is the one where Lickitung <laughs> needs to consume as many expensive uh, dishes of sushi and similar uh, meals in a short span of time. If they accidentally consume some very spicy tea, they go running off in a sweat-induced rage, and by the end, they all sit there all plump full and tuckered out as any people do at the end of a very athletic sport-like event my video is not frozen my face is just like what that's a very well-reasoned argument but a game that i'm going to put last thank god now why that was a wild card if i've ever heard and i thought simpsons wrestling was out of left field i thought i had the wildest wild card too (laughs) now mcinerney Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Why is it in last place? It's not a sports um, game. <laughs> yes. Like, it's super unconventional, but it doesn't quite follow under sports games. I can't but even... It's... I can't even, like, put that into a category. But, but, but the athleticism of Lickitung. Do you know how many calories it burns when it just sticks its tongue out and eats that food? Nobody does. Nobody should. <laughs> Um, and also, right, it's not the best this. mini game in Pokemon Stadium. Nate plays games in the chat. It's nowhere near as good as Chansey's Egg Emergency. So, but wait, hold on a second. Is that in? I'm talking about just the original Pokemon Stadium. It all Is blends Chansey's together. Egg for Emergency. Me. but I mean, if we're just talking about the original Pokemon Stadium, I'm pretty sure Chansey's Egg Emergency only shows up in Gold and Silver. Wait, let me let me check. Oh, that one didn't make the list either. 
All right. Okay. Alex. Whatever. I I, I have a, a secret weapon to redeem myself, but the circumstance needs to happen for it to reveal itself. Okay. All right. Um, so Alex, I'm going to just got? go because I'm going to need a lot of time. Um, so what is a sport? A sport is a activity that requires a lot of mental and not, not always physical uh, uh, attention. And it requires a lot of work and you need to be really good at it. And there are things, there are games that have now been considered sports. They are considered esports. And what I'm talking about is Overwatch. Overwatch is an unconventional sports game because it's technically an esport. Huh. And esports are sports, but it's also still a video game. And that's my pick, Overwatch. You still have 15 seconds. I, it's mental gymnastics of what actually com- what actually is an unconventional sports game. A conventional sports game would be like NBA 2K12. Well, then you think of uh, Overwatch as an unconventional one because it's an eSport. Okay, Alex. I'm into I, it. This is going to – so you're actually kind of winning me over with your argument, but I've got a simple question for you. Has Overwatch been on ESPN? Yes. It, it has. has, but doesn't okay. that make yeah. it a traditional then, sport? No, because they have un- they have untraditional sports. It's, it ha- hasn't been on ESPN. It's been been on ESPN two, which has the unconventional unconventional sports like darts and darts is a uh, sport. Other ones, yeah, but it's like un- it's no, not like it, ESPN eight the Ocho is where the unconventional sports go, like beanbag toss, <laughs> oh, the Ocho, and dodgeball. <laughs> Those are the unconventional ones, not ESPN two. So yeah, but it's not like it's not like the traditional ones that you think of when you think of like football, soccer, Nathan, basketball, hockey. Nathan, it's your list. So, I'm sorry yeah, for it's, interjecting. It's up to semantics. It's up so, to semantics. So I'm actually going to let Overwatch go number one. Jesus that was a well-raised argument. Oh my god! I uh, didn't expect I that, that going into be... this list, but um, I I thought that was going to be dead last. Andy Cortez would be very happy right now. I am. Yes. We're going to watch at number one. Uh, I think that's the right call at this current point in time. Yeah, even Chad is saying if it's not on the Ocho, it's not an unconventional sport. God damn it! I've never, I've never heard of the Ocho. Have you never seen the Just to confirm, the Ocho, yeah, the Ocho is not a real thing. It's in the movie Dodgeball, no, which is awesome. Everybody should go watch. Dude, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Okay. I just thought it was made for Dodgeball. I saw national cornhole championships being rebroadcast on TSN under the ESPN Eight banner. Just so you know. Okay, well, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes, for now, Overwatch is going to stay number one, but there's chance for rebuttals for it to come down. So we'll see how it does. But that was a very well thought out, good argument. Yes. Oh, my God. All right, Mitch. After that argument, you need to bring something good to the table. What do you got? I'm going to bring the best-selling sports game of all time that is an unconventional sports game. It's the reason all your grandmother's own video game systems and it's Wii Sports on the Nintendo Wii. That is not a conventional game. It does contain some conventional sports but they're not conventional sports played the way you'd conventionally play a sports game. It's all motion controls. Everyone loved bowling. Bowling is an unconventional sport and it was a way to bring the family together around a console that everyone could intuitively play and it's it's going to go down as one of the best selling games of all time. Is the best spelling is the best selling sports game of all time and deserves to be on this list of unconventional sports games. I mean, that's there's a huge asterisk behind the statement. It's the best selling unconventional. It is the sports third best selling game of all time. Yeah, of all time. It doesn't matter. It's still the third best selling game of it's all called, time. It's called Wii Sports, not Wii Unconventional Sports. But it okay. contains unconventional sports. Tennis is not a conventional sport. Bowling is not a conventional sport. 
It's not a so, it's not a Madden. It's not an NBA. It's not a, a an MLB The Show. It's an unconventional so sports game. I I agree. As much as it's a best selling, it's a best selling because it's a packing game. Now that being said, people bought Wii's because of Wii Sports, and my kids exactly. were playing Wii Sports the other day um, upstairs in my playroom and playing it for the first time. That being said, I don't think it doesn't deserve to be on the top of the list. It doesn't yes, it, deserve to be in the bottom. Um, we're going to put it below Coffin Dodgers. Are you kidding spot me? Spot number five. <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? You so, thought you had a surefire uh, hit. It is a surefire hit, and I'm going to tell you why you're wrong in a minute. Man, Coffin Dodgers reign supreme. Why? Coffin Dodgers time. dodging getting put down at number five. Yeah, so oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to put Wii Sports right in below coffee. Even buttons. chat agrees with me. Thank you, chat. I mean, I agree with you, too. Well, <laughs> it's not the chat's list. It's my list. This is what you get. All right, we're going to do one more round. I'm going to switch things up. Mitch, you're going to go right away again. You have a chance to redeem yourself after your terrible pick of Wii Sports. Okay, do you... What is one of the best-selling unconventional sports games of all time? Is one of the most fun, the most arcadey, has some of the best gaming mechanics that we've seen out of an unconventional sports game it was great to pick up and play with friends had a plethora of modes that were a ton of fun to play including things like home run pinball and career mode and was one of the first games to have a decent online you know system or it had fun online and that's the bigs too it's what baseball would be if if performance enhancing drugs were allowed it has turbo it has big blast like i said home run pinball where you're just knocking things all over the stadium trying to break stuff it harkens back to things like triple play baseball 2002 where you also had home run derby mode and just takes it to 11 it's such a fun arcadey experience every player had like unique attributes would make legendary catches or throws or hits or whatever everyone right, done everyone in mickey cabrera's home runs was done. a no doubter it's a great game the bigs too. All right, Mitch. I'm extremely disappointed because I have really? no choice but to put that game at number two. Two? Damn. Okay. What? Two? How the fuck huh. is Overwatch on the top of I, the fucking list? I could have said CSGO I, I and it would have beat say, Overwatch, goddammit. I, oh, no, I, I would have rated this one pretty highly as well because The Big Stew was developed by Blue Castle Games, which is the developer that eventually became Capcom Vancouver, which mm-hmm. helmed the Dead, Dead Rising, Rising series for many years. But number two feels a little bit high. But I have it, I have time it's where to it should be. It should be number one. I'll take. I'll take. So, I'll take two. This is actually on my list of the random games later, which is now being removed. Yeah, because it's a great game. List. And should so, be number one, not like Overwatch. You know, uh, Alex made such a good li- um, argument for Overwatch. I'm curious to hear you guys' rebuttals to tear it down. All of his games so, so far have been room sports for games. Movement. They haven't been sports games. Well, this is a non-traditional list of non-traditional sports games. What can I say? Yeah, unconventional. This is or unconventional. unconventional. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Mitch, uh, so we're going to go reverse order again. So, so Alex. It's me. All right, I'm going to choose uh, a game that whenever EA says anything, they immediately get talked about of bringing this franchise back in some way, shape, or form. I'm talking about Skate 3. Skate 3 is awesome. It is a little bit more realistic than Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but it, in all of the best ways. You can... I love the x-ray stuff of like watching like bones break and stuff. Like That mechanic was so great. It was so much fun. I it wasn't an original want mechanic. a new... That's fine. I don't care. It was the first time I saw it. Um, 
That's the first time I saw it. It's a very amazing game. Every time EA does anything, people want a new skate game because skate was so great. The way that they uh, implemented the doing the tricks with the thumbstick was such a great way to like make you feel like you're actually learning how to properly skate even though you're just doing it with your thumbs. Like, it was such a great way to integrate that. I loved Skate. I want a new Skate. Skate needs to be on this list. Rebuttal from Chad so, that Skate isn't unconventional enough. Yeah. So I'm going to allow Skate because um, I think skating games in general are just unconventional sport games. So when you, We probably didn't define unconventional, but basically anything that wasn't really like... <laughs> we should have done that. A- right anything that thought. wasn't an annualized sports franchise, essentially. Sports Uh-oh. game. Oh, Mitch, Mitch? you're. Is he yeah, a blob? You're, you need to you're talk falling into down the, the matrix. Microphone. There we there go. go. Mitch took the blue pill. He's safe now. I'm all right. No, I was just saying it's something that's not a annualized franchise, essentially. Um, but I, I'm going to tell you this right now, Alex. I'm actually not a big fan of the skate franchise. There's a much bigger skateboarding franchise that I prefer. So that's perfectly fair. Um, I but I know it's a good game but it's not my favorite. It's going to go just above Coffin Dodgers in spot I'll number four. It. Also, I think I'm not sure if the list is right because Rocket League is still at number two. That would be wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. Somebody yeah, hasn't been updating this list. To, yeah, it's supposed to be number three. Damn it, AJ. Yeah, no, I missed. I'm, I, I, st- I, I zoned out when... Uh, I, z- I zoned out when Mitch was speaking, so I have no idea what was... Yeah, I know. We all did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're going to move on. So we've got Skate 3. Cozy, what do you got? All right, here we go. It's time to bust out the big guns. I want a big so... gun. Give me a big gun. All right. So uh, you're going to regret saying that. Yeah, because you've heard his first two games. Okay, so we all know that the original Punch-Out on the NES is a much-beloved, unconventional sports game. It is mechanically superb. It has a wide cast of incredibly lovable characters. And most importantly, uh, it is challenging but incredibly rewarding. However, I was thinking about it and I thought, you know what? It isn't unconventional enough. How can I preserve the greatness the mechanical greatness of the game of punch out while still you know while making it even more unconventional and then i remembered something there was a rom hack of the original punch out that was released a few years ago called nude punch out it's punch out but all the characters are nude (laughs) do i need to say anything else as long as it's at the bottom of the list you don't it's not an official game. <laughs> I can't endorse this behavior. No. Cozy. <laughs> Cozy, you gotta play I the can't. game. Alex, you brought nude punch out to the fight. A ROM hack. Like what? It's a ROM <laughs> hack of the original punch out. I, hey, come on now. So don't I'm don't be we all off. agree that like ROM hacks and uh, you know all of these like you know hacks of games, they're just as legitimate as the real things. No, they're yes, not. They are. As an art, as as a piece of what, media, what would yes, you say to all the people in the? Game? No. What would you say to all the people in like the Smash Bros. modding community who they're like modding. really love they're not, Project they're not making M games? They're they're not making an officially licensed game. They're modding. Which, yeah, but I mean, modding ROM hack isn't that basically the same thing? Not as being uh, a legitimate game developer. 
So we're going to have a first. A first for 5x5. Five five. That uh, game's oh. not going to make the list. <gasps> just at all. Oh, oh my at all. So we're just going to have an wow. extra spot. Wow. Hey, at least you got Lick-A-Tongue weird minigame on the list. <laughs> <laughs> on the bonus, Cozy has set a new precedent for our games. Way to go, for Cozy. Where we can just choose not to this include really, a game. Uh, I have really to use my executive privilege. List. So is that um, line item yeah. in the list just going to be redacted? Because it's not safe. It's not safe for TV. Sure, let's put it redacted. <laughs> the no, I have a question though. Can yep. I argue for new Punch Out over one of the other games later on when we get to that segment? No, I'll ban you immediately. Also, <laughs> no. Cozy's most loyal Twitch follower, Monarchy, is in the chat right now, and he's agreeing with us that you are a crazy person. Mm. It was right. worth a try. <laughs> I Wait, appreciate the. Effort. I'm reading Monarchy's comment. No, he's just—he's agreeing with us. I mean, about he's the not. Hack thing. I mean, he's not really. He's not saying that my choice in choosing nude punch out for this list is wrong. He's just arguing over the semantics of what a ROM hack is. Yes. Okay. I thought what At I no said point was is more he saying. No, nude punch out is not admissible. Okay. Um, I just want the record to be clear. AJ, how's the list going? <sighs> uh, somebody tried to help me fix it. I was helping. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> we know that much. I think much. it's right. Yeah. Is this everything? Right. Are we yeah. missing a game? I haven't been looking. No, Mitch still no, has to go. Mitch still no, has I to went. go. He's got to get his last one in. No, my oh, last one last went first. One. AJ's got to go. Oh, AJ's yeah. got to go. Sorry. I knew I was missing somebody. Yeah, so it's just going AJ. backwards screwed me up. AJ. It's harder than it give looks. Give me something good here. <clears throat> give me something good. Can't promise you that. Um, are you guys familiar with the national sport of the land of Spira? The land oh, of no. what? Where oh, no. players go into a floating oh, no. sphere of water oh, okay. and try to oh, no. I've never played score this. goals oh, by throwing or kicking a blitz ball into the goal. Oh. I'm bringing blitz ball to the list. It it it's a uh, the mini game at the very start and throughout Final Fantasy X. Um, I think it's in 10-2. I can't remember. I don't. I it's didn't play it. It's not in 10-2, and thank not. It's not in 10-2. Fair enough. Um, it, it, it's the, it's this mini game that um, that shows up uh, in Final Fantasy X, um, and it combines uh, real time and turn based strategy into this really interesting. It's honestly, in my opinion, it's probably the funnest part of Final Fantasy X. Well, your opinion's wrong. Are you redacting two games from the list now? <laughs> I know how you. F I know how you feel about. Uh, yeah. Blitzball. Do you remember what he said like two weeks ago, where he said Blitzball is the worst part of Final Fantasy X? <laughs> when we were talking about RPGs. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. He's just. A, he just uh, wants Blitz to see the world burn. Hell yeah. Blitz. Blitzball. So, it's gonna make the list, but it's gonna be under Lickiton weird mini game. Really? Because Blitzball is the absolute worst part of Final Fantasy X. Um, it kept me from getting Waka's... Yeah, it, it, it was the worst... It was um, it kept me from getting Waka's final ultimate weapon because it's just that terrible. I, you have to I play put 150 so hours into that game. And it's just so terrible. You're welcome. We just, it's a battle to the bottom. Take a, yeah. <laughs> can we just take a moment to really just admire... No, because Overwatch this. shouldn't be a goddamn top... 
No, th this, Nathan, this is recap played it. like golf. Recap the, it the most non-traditional game. This game is played like golf. You go for the lowest score. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Wait, let's recap the yeah, list. You have to, yeah, you have, have to recap the list first. Unfortunately. Let's, let's recap the list. So we've got number one, Overwatch. Number two, Rocket League. Number three, no. the big stew. <laughs> no, no. no, it's the other. Wait, uh, the, the bigs two the should be at number be. two. You said oh, it was sorry. above the Rocket League. I thought you said you fixed it. Trying to try. Oh, I thought I did. Trying. They're, they're uh, all against me here, everybody. All of our audience knows everyone's against me right now. It's not cool. Yeah. Not cool. Uh, okay. So sorry. The bigs two at number two, then Rocket League at number three, Windjammers at number four. Skate 3 at number 5, Coffin Dodgers at number 6, Wii Sports at number 7, The Simpsons Wrestling at number 8, Super Mario Strikers at number 9, Lickitung and his weird minigame at number 10, Blitzball could yeah. be a 15 for all I care, it's never going to go any higher than that, and a redacted, a redacted one that was not added to the list. It was at number 16. 16. How are we feeling on the list so far? I don't like it. I have Overwatch at number one. That's what I don't like. It was like. a good you know, argument. I am fighting tooth and nail to keep it there. I hope you guys know this. You know, I will say something. Because I last, because I won the last round of 5x5, five five, I definitely did not bring my A game with this list as much as I could have this time. I'm still pretty sad with the state of the list myself. You, you pulled a PS3 era Sony. Is what you did. I mean, I guess. So is it on to round two rebuttals? Yes, let's do round two rebuttals. Um, and we're going to switch up the order again, because I feel bad for Cozy, because he's just, he, I, I feel bad for him now. So, Cozy, you get to do rebuttals. We should explain, we should explain what happens. Okay. Well. I'm a bad host. Let's do that. Uh, it's it's, it's all right. no, no worries. Um, this is your first time. Yes, this is my first time doing the 5x5. Five five. Rebuttal, so essentially everybody's going to get a chance to argue why their game should be above somebody else's game. And we'll switch the spots on the list. And I think there could be quite a bit of movement because I see this list being very fluid. So so we're going with they're going to switch spots. They're not just going to take the spot and bump it one, down one. It's they're going to switch spots. Switch they're going to switch spots. Each host does yeah. it differently. Yeah. No, I usually do it where it bumps everything else down, but you can do it however you want. Oh, I'm going to okay. switch also, the spots. Your You're going to switch them? Mitch. Yeah, oh. it's a very good face, yeah. Mitch. It is what it is. The internet is on fire so because everyone's case. at home. Cozy, mm -hmm. I'm going to let you go first. Can I, uh, can you let me, can you let somebody else go first just so I can fully form an argument that I'm currently trying to form? All right. All right. <laughs> or if you say no, that's fine. If you say no, no that's no. fine. No, that's fine. Uh, we'll let you go. I want to give you a little more time. Alex. Oh, um, okay. I I like where most of my stuff is. So this is going to be... This, I think I'm going to try to go for Skate 3. Um, though I understand. And I'm going to try to get it to go... Um, let's just say... Because it doesn't matter score-wise... Let's just say, let's just have it go up one, just to, to number four to, to replace Windjammers. Okay, and, and why? So, and so I would just say that uh, Skate 3, I mean, 
I myself, how many people are looking for another Windjammers? I mean, it might be, there might be some, but I don't think it's as in demand as Skate. I think Skate, the re, there's a new game coming out on the Switch that is trying to be a spiritual successor to Skate because Skate was so huge. And I understand that there might have been another skating franchise that you might have appreciated a bit more, but you can't deny what Skate did and how it decided to take those mechanics of making of skateboarding and try to make it a little bit more dynamic in its sort of realistic take of it. And also just like, let's just talk about the ragdoll physics again. Uh, the ragdoll physics are amazing in that game. Watching your character flop around and have broken bones is always going to be funny. Uh, and I... All right. Okay. AJ, what's your rebuttal to Alex's argument here? This is a list of unconventional sports games, non-traditional sports games. Skate has two prior sequels. Windjammers is the only one. You can't get much more non-traditional than being the only one because it's the best. Okay. Um, I like both arguments. I'm going to side with AJ. The list is going to stay as it is. Fair enough. Literally nothing would have changed <laughs> yeah. if it went up. So <laughs> nothing of matter. value was lost. All right. Cozy, you ready or do you want me to go? I'm ready. You're ready? Okay. I yeah. want to give you the chance to go. All right. Let's go. All right, I'm going to argue for the Lick Tongue minigame from the first Pokemon Stadium being uh, at number one spot in place of Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's hear this. Because I can beat that. Three reasons. Three reasons. Okay. Number one, yep. Overwatch, I'm pretty sure it has music. I have not heard anyone praise the game's music in ever. Whereas the Lick Tongue minigame has a great Japanese inspired soundtrack playing over it. Two, Overwatch is constantly dealing with all sorts of balance issues. New heroes are introduced and everyone complains, oh, it's upsetting the minigame, ah, oh, Roadhog's too powerful. In the Lickitung minigame, everyone's playing as a Lickitung that has the exact same power, so you have no balance issues. And number three, the Lickitung minigame teaches you simple mathematics by showing how much money you're spending on the sushi dishes you're eating. I cannot tell whether or not your Overwatch is teaching you anything at all other than, hey, there's a bunch of people in this fantasy world and they're doing shit. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, um, wow. I have nothing to say other than he stole my argument. Um, so... Alex, you now need to rebut that. Okay, the first point is very easy. The Overwatch theme is really iconic. Um, the Overwatch theme is really, oh, really? iconic. The way yeah, it's, it, I yeah, can hear it right now as he said that. It, it's very, yeah, very like, highly praised. Blizzard does great music. Yeah, it's it's real good. Every time that like every time they do one of the cinematic trailers and they show the the title of the but game and has hold the on a theme second, behind it. is the Overwatch theme playing while you play Overwatch? Yeah, it is. Uh, when you're in like the menus and stuff, it is. Is it playing though in the matches themselves though? There's uh, a score guess, in the I, in the game. Yeah, there there, there are is, there is music. Score. It's not the it's not the theme specifically. It's kind of map dependent on. Think of it like the different music. I don't know Pokemon. about that. It's it's the map. It's whatever map you're playing. The sort of theme of the map is playing. But like but the Overwatch. It, go ahead. Is it go. as iconic as the track that plays over the Lickitung minigame? I can say without a doubt that any track in Overwatch is more iconic than the track in the mm, Lickitung. I don't know about that. 
okay, I've let this one play out longer Thank than I normally you. would because it Can I just to. quickly can I quickly quickly rebuttal the other two points? Sure, give me your quick rebuttals. Okay, so with the um, the Overwatch doesn't teach you anything, if you really if you want to choose to because it's like a sport and you have to dedicate yourself really highly to it, you can learn a whole lot. You can learn about different metas and you can learn about all the but different Are those uh, skills all the skills that you can take and apply to real life afterwards? Can you apply you can... the Lickitung game to real life? <laughs> yes, it's a game you can take the mathematics you can take the mathematics that you learn of all the food items that you're purchasing and you can apply that to when you go out and you buy food in real life. You can you can apply the uh, Twitch reflexes and problem solving skills that you need to be able to be good at Overwatch in real life to any situation. Okay. You, all right. Name a situation. Can we move on if from you this, need please? To, you need to fix. Okay. Okay. We're done. We're done. We're done. It's problem solving skills. Hold on skills. a second. Universal. Hold on. Hold on. Alex did not rebuttal the balance issue question. Oh well, the balance issue issue is that it's it's an online game, so it's always going to be kind of fluid. And yeah, there's going to be some problems with the meta, but you know what? Like, I think that's why you have a dedicated developer like Blizzard who's going to constantly try to do their best to fix it. And the fact that there is those balance issues means that the game is constantly changing, and it means it's going to be something new every time you log on and play it. Okay. The Lickitung mini it's game not, it's not never changed it's not, because it it's never not perfect, to but it's still pretty okay. good. All right, all right, all right, all right. Cozy, I just the chat's say, on my side. I know it is. Mom and dad are fighting, and no one's mentioned anything about what you've been arguing about. Just I so want to say that I admire the gusto that you brought to the table to try and get that to number one. I may have gone for a slightly lesser game and moved it. I can't move it to the number one spot on the list. I just can't do it, and I appreciate the effort that you put forth. I just want to make that very clear. If so, if it was say if like Overwatch was at like number five, would it have swapped? I don't know because we're not in that situation. Let's That's a move thing. on. We don't live in that world. Fair enough. Let's, I, I, fair enough. Let Let's move on. AJ. <sighs> I think as fun as Rocket League is, I think. Oh God. Super Mario Strikers is ultimately just a better soccer game in its non-traditional aspects. The Mario power-ups, the um, the characters you get to choose from, they're, they add such a, a fun, unique dynamic to Rocket League, um, specifically the soccer side of Rocket League, that just changing the shape of your car can't really do. I'm specifically arguing for the main, the, the main ass, the main core gameplay of Rocket League, not the the bonus modes that are additive to the experience. Specifically, the main Rocket League uh, side of things. I think Super Mario Strikers just in general doesn't it. it Okay. It, it's a lot better than Rocket League. All right. All right, Alex. Oh God, this is gonna this is gonna be a long day for me. Oh, it is. Um. So, yes, I have a feeling I know <laughs> what spot's gonna be content contended with next. But anyway, to get back to the point, you're saying that Mario Strikers is more unconventional than Rocket League. That was your main point. Well, that's not entirely true because with Mario Strikers, you're still a person or a, like a creature with feet hitting a ball. How much more unconventional can you get than a car driving into a ball? 
that's very unconventional compared to normal soccer. All the power-ups and stuff, all, all the power-ups and everything aside, it's still soccer fundamentally, where Rocket League is way more unconventional because you have a giant-ass car. Or it's not actually that giant. It's a small-ass car because it's supposed, to be like, <laughs> it's supposed to be like a miniature, but you're hitting a soccer ball, and that's way more unconventional. And just I think the game, and like with boosts and stuff, like you still get those power-up options like with boosts and uh, jump packs and everything. And so, you know what? I think just Rocket League is way more unconventional. Okay. Um, I've heard both of you. I'm going to deliberate. I'm deliberating. Deliberation You're is the completed. master deliberator. I'm a master deliberator. Um, yep. Rocket League is going to stay where it is. Yes. Hmm. Something's oh, got to give here. Something's got to move. Yeah, Mitch. This is your true. turn. Yeah, and this is where this it's going to be. This is your turn, be. Mitch. Wii Sports is a better game than Overwatch. Wii okay, Sports. Now you need to explain why it's a better game. I have two arguments. Wii Sports promotes healthy behavior, getting up, and physical activity. Overwatch is a game that encourages players to sit at their screens for a significant period of time and not. It, it leads to uh, poor hygiene and health behaviors and habits that can develop by playing a game as dedicated as many Overwatch players do. The second point is that. <laughs> no, those are two less points than the amount of points I had for Lickitung's minigame. Uh, the second point I had was that it's incredibly accessible. The meta for Overwatch is incredibly complex. It takes a long time to learn and figure out how the game actually works in terms of DPS and lanes and all this crap. Wii Sports is you. There's Wh no lanes in Overwatch. Calm down. Whatever. It's all PC <laughs> yeah, gamer BS. Dota? Wii Sports is incredibly approachable. It is very simple to play. Anyone can play it. Everyone's mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, if she was around, were playing this game when it came out because it was just a game that everyone could enjoy together, which is not what Overwatch is. Okay, well, um, I'm just going to say that um, when it comes to that second point, just because I am... Um, when it comes to approachability doesn't always mean good. Um, I'm not saying that Wii Sports isn't good, but it's it's fine. But like how replayable how replayable is Wii Sports? Nathan's kids were uh, playing it yesterday. Yeah, but how how long do did they decide to play it? I'm assuming it's not that long. Um, it's it's fun. It's a fun pick up and play every now and then. But Overwatch is just something that is constantly changing. Is constantly developing. And is constantly and when it comes to the whole meta thing, uh, I think the whole art style of Overwatch made it generally accessible because of it's like oh it doesn't look like a realistic military shooter. So people who I know who weren't super interested in shooters were playing Overwatch. Okay. And they learned they learned how to play it. And like you don't have to play. Okay. I've come to a to decision. Be, Oh, no. Yes. I've come to a decision on this. Um, I do agree with your point about Overwatch being accessible with the vignettes. And my kids actually do enjoy watching those. But do they play the game? Um, but they can't play the game. And the problem is, in your argument here, you assumed my kids only played a little bit of it. They actually played it for hours. Okay, and but, hours. How, but, but okay, they played it for hours today. Did they? How long was it since they played it? They've never played it before, and they immediately hooked them, and they couldn't oh, stop playing. Also, one of them is a sports game, okay, and the other one is an esports game. They're two different things. So, yeah, I'm but playing the real playing the real sports is more enjoyable. We're gonna switch these. Hell e yeah! Is gonna take number one. Fuck where it should have been to start, baby. Uh, Let's go. It's a better game. What seven. game got game of the year in 2016? Drop F's what in the chat. Did not for get, what game? What game did not get game of the year in 2006? 
Or was it 2005 uh, when it came out? Either way, it didn't get Game of the Year. It doesn't matter about Game of the Year. We're not arguing best game. We're arguing yeah, best. Yeah, but you, you, said, you said it was a better game, though. It is a better game. I would rather not, play Wii though. Sports than Overwatch. It, it's subjective. I, I need to. So I, I'm going to be I mean, honest. Too, I don't... Because I spent hours in Overwatch where Monarchy I Monarchy in the chat. 2006. It was 2006. 2006. Okay, that's what we I'm We should also sure. try to mellow down. Okay. I have neighbors. No, I cannot. I wanted Overwatch to be number one. <laughs> this is a very I heated list. <laughs> I also and you made me go first, so I can't try to get it nope. back. Nope, and I'm so glad he did. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> um, all right. So, I don't think we need to recap, because there was very little change there, except now we've moved, we've shifted Wii Sports to the number one spot, um, and then now Overwatch is down at number seven. So, let's now move on to my picks, which you guys get to randomly pick based on a number scheme that I've created. And where'd my list go of them? It was on a different sheet. Um, okay. So I've got a few uh, different categories here for you guys to pick from because I wanted to try and make it as fair as possible in case you guys weren't familiar with the genre of unconventional sports. So mm. I'm going to give you your categories right now that you can choose from, and then I'll give you a number to pick in those categories number one is make you bleed games number two is okay i'm faster than you games gotta go fast number three is extreme sports games number four is odd talk odd takes on major sports and number five is different sports so these very um, descriptive uh, descriptive ones. You guys can pick a number. Uh, tell me which category, and I'll tell you how many numbers you can pick between. Hmm. So I'm going to go with, uh, because Alex uh, lost his position there, Alex can go first this time again. Oh, my God. I've been, I've been talking so much. Okay. Um... <laughs> it's not, not that easy, is it? Uh, I'm gonna choose. You make it look easy, Mitch. I appreciate the I'm compliment. I'm gonna choose the uh, take on a take on a traditional sport. Was that was one of the ones? Yeah. I think I'm not saying uh, odd I'll takes on major sports. Odd, that's what it was. Yeah, I want to. I'll choose that one. Odd takes on major sports. So you can choose number one to number four. I'm gonna choose one and three. No, you just choose one game. Oh, I thought I got. Oh, okay. It's so one game uh, and I'll choose, num I'll choose number one. Number one. Um, I believe this one was mentioned in the chat. So you're going to make an argument for why Blitz the League should be on our top 10 unconventional sports games. What is it called? Blitz the League. Blitz the League. It's a great game. Blitz the League. Someone didn't play Blitz Second. the League, chat. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, look at screenshots and see if you can figure out what it is. He doesn't know what it is, everybody. <laughs> it literally looks like a normal <laughs> Okay, um, I'm seeing one screenshot where there's a, a guy on the ground and you can press A to beat down. That's yeah. not what you do in normal. That's not what you do in normal football. That's so silly. That's That seems like it'd be a fun game right there. That's a good argument. It's perfectly... Um, Chat got it right. Uh, it's there's, perfectly there's different. There's different weather. There's like... Like snow and there's rain. That doesn't happen in normal football. Actually, Usually, I think there's snow somebody and rain getting does happen. there's somebody there's some there's somebody getting injected with a needle because they have a concussion. Oh, that's not how you deal with concussions. Uh, chat, uh, chat's, okay. that's wild. chat's got it right. They're saying boo this man. So, 
I've literally never played it's this It's a great game. <laughs> yeah, but when did it come out? Um, 2007? It looks like it's on the original... It looks like it's on the original Xbox huh. and the 360. So this would have oh, been so 2005, 2004, 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of these games are going to make you sad because I'm reaching back in some of these games. So that's not even a reach. Like that's say. a game that a lot of people have played that were born after the year 1998. So yeah, we're going to yeah. 2005. Alex. I mean, yeah. You've argued for that game terribly. Uh, the chat's no argued doubt. better than you have. So um, someone no just jumped into the stream and has no idea what's going on, and the list is a nightmare, so it's great. <laughs> Nathan, um, if, you, if you were going to put this at, like, number 15, could we say that Nude Punch-Out is at number 15 no. and this is at number I 16? I will agree with that just because at least Cozy made a good argument about No, Blitz it. the League's a better game, though. I would argue for Blitz the League being yeah, over it. Yeah, but it's about the arguments. It's about so the based arguments. on the chat... I'm going to take another first here, and I'm going to have chat's choice. No, don't know. Where they're going to get to have no. influence in the pick. And chat's choice is going to get Blitz the League in at number 10. Okay. So it's no points. 10 is points. But it makes the list. Yeah, 10 is, 10 one, is point. one point. It's, oh. Does that mean, it gets does it one still point. fall under, <laughs> does this still fall under me? Technically, yes, it's you your can point. still have it. Sure, chat's choice. It. Why not? Hey, thanks, uh, chat. You Private Jeebus says Woot. Yeah, he was pushing for that one the whole time. I thought about bringing it myself, but I felt I thought taking ideas from chat was cheating. So, technically, he didn't take it from chat. I gave it to him. Well, that's why I so, didn't present it as my third I, choice. Yeah. Uh, I understand. It. Well, it was I on my list. Good games. Um, so, we're going to now move on to uh, Cozy. Yeah. Cozy, which category would you like to pick from? None of them are going to be unconventional Pokemon <laughs> minigames, just so you know, Cozy. Uh, uh, let's go. How about uh, other sports? Let's just do that. Other sports? Yeah. Um, okay, so... Or different sports. Different sports. Different sports, so you, correct. You've got number is one through four you can pick. Okay. Uh, let's go with lucky number three. So you've chosen backyard baseball. Oh yeah. I've okay. This. You know, baseball is a lovely traditional sport, but sometimes you want to get away from the big game. You sometimes you want to get from get away from the hustle and bustle of the streets and all of the big corporate advertising and arenas that Bane can traditionally destroy in a Batman movie. Sometimes you just want to kick back with a bunch of friends in your backyard. And what's better than that? Just barbecuing up some hot dogs on your barbecue. That you he doesn't know what up. this game is, everybody. <laughs> I thought this was going to go somewhere. I'm not the only one who's played sports games on other than me. Wait. <laughs> I've played this one. Give me a second. <laughs> you know. He doesn't even take the time to Google it. <laughs> In a world of corporate sports games, backyard baseball is a great time because it just takes baseball back to its roots, back to a time where all ultimately the stadium existed in your mind's eye and all that mattered were the plates in front of you and the friends that you made along the way. Wow. Um, you know it was an officially licensed MLB game with MLB players' likenesses in the game as children, right? It's, it wasn't just some weird offshoot. This was licensed by the MLB. 
Or at least the MLB PA. My version is better, oh, no, right? No, no. What if I did them both? My version is better. Oh, yeah. I want to play that game. Um, okay. Uh... So, was his argument better or worse than mine? I liked it, it more. It was better. It was a better argument. There's no question about that. Um, I am going to go for a swing here and say that backyard uh, baseball is better than Simpsons wrestling. What? All right. So we're going to bump the list game, but it's not as unconventional. Nothing changed score-wise. I mean, it's. I I was really hoping that I could secure a small victory and get it above Overwatch, considering I was trying to do that sooner. But I'll take it. Okay. Okay. Uh, AJ. Hi. What do you got? Can you remind me of the categories as I try and figure this? You want me to? I'll I'll do that. You do the category thing. Yeah. Sure. Damn. Okay. Games that make him bleed. to win one. Mm-hmm. Race, uh, go fast games, extreme sports games, odd takes on major sports, and different sports. Go fast games. Go fast games. Okay, you got picks number one through number five. One through five. Number two. Number two. So you've picked a personal favorite of mine, so I hope you um, argue well for it. On Rush. On rush, I was hoping you would say burnout. Ah. Oh. Um. Onrush, hmm. onrush, onrush. To the internet, cause I saw Alex do it. Oh, is this? Is this the one where you're painting the track as you're driving around? No. Orange versus blue? No. That's no. called Split Two, which also nope. would have made a good unconventional. There's a driving game, game that does that. Anyway, um, yeah, no, this is one that I have uh, not played before, but uh, just looking at it, it actually looks super, super intriguing. Um, yeah, it, it looks very good by these screenshots and trailers that I just well, looked at. Now, whose argument was better? Mine or yours? <laughs> yours it, uh, well, here's, here's my argument. My argument is this is a game that uh nathan said that he liked very dearly and i'm agreeing with him that i feel bad that i missed out on this what looks like this a like a lot of fun in this game okay so uh because i feel like i have to this game this game's going at number 14 yeah because this was the worst argument thus far Um, i mean the lick a tongue thing was this game Um, this is Overwatch meets racing. Six it's versus so six cool. racing. So you're saying Blitzball um, it, is better than It was this. free on PlayStation Plus a while back, too. I remember getting it that way. I don't think I put much time into it, though. And it was from yes, uh, it was from the studio that made... Codemasters. Oh, okay, yeah, it was Codemasters. I thought for some reason it was from the it's studio a, that did MotorStorm. I don't know why I thought that. It is. Okay. They they, they, they took that team over. Oh, that's so they right. hired the entire right. MotorStorm. They... Um, uh, they hired the entire MotorStorm team, and they created something really unique and different with Onrush. If you have a chance, go play it. But that being said, I'm pretty sure the online community is dead for it, so you probably won't have much chance of being able to uh, play it now. All right, Mitch. Bringing us home. What, what do you got uh, for me? I don't think anyone picked this, so let there be blood. All right. Make you bleed games. Um, I've got seven choices in this one. One Ooh. through seven. I'm going to have to go number one. Number one. Number one. WWE No Mercy. I knew this was going to be your number one under this. How did I know? So this is a game that came out on the N64 that 
it it surp it surpassed anything any other wrestling game had done. It was it was deeper than any previous wrestling game. It was far more approachable. People that were not wrestling fans were fans of this game. Character creator was great. The mechanics of it were great. So much so that you have people to this day just begging the WWE to go back to the developer of this game and just make them another version of this. And rumor has it that AEW has been in discussions with the developer of WWF No Mercy. So if that AEW game comes to be, it may, be, it may surplant the WWE 2K games because we saw 2K20 be an absolute train wreck. We've seen the announcement of WWE 2K Playgrounds or Battlegrounds or whatever the hell they called it not hitting with most. Mm -hmm. If that developer were to come back and develop another wrestling game, it would be the greatest wrestling game we've seen since WWE no, or WWF, sorry, No Mercy. And that just shows you the pedigree that this game has. Okay. You literally didn't have to try and you still would have won. Yeah, I know. Why did you put that much effort? Because I actually care about this game. God damn it. I already knew I won. Now, are there any hot dogs that you can eat in this game? <laughs> Nathan, it's it to you. Your Please wrap this in the up. Backyard. Um, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> so, Mitch, I appreciate your argument. But it was just pointed out, and I didn't realize my bias, that I actually put that at number one because it was the first game that came to my head, yeah. and I think Alex pointed that out. And for that bias on my end, but it, we're going to put it, because I want to be fair, above Coffin Dodgers. I'll take that. You still would have, you still won no matter No, what, I knew that, so. but at least it's above Coffin Dodgers. Because um, he tries to knock mine down, I'll come back and knock his right back. So I want to rewrap the top 10 here. You know, uh, pretty just as soon. we finish up here. Pretty soon. Save it for the post show. I was going to say, uh, all right, fine. It, it, it was a very dark joke, so maybe I will save it for the post show. That, that's actually probably a good idea. Uh, so just a quick recap of the top 10, or the top 10 unconventional sports games ever. From 10 to 1, right? Number one. No, no, you said at the bottom. 10 to yeah, 1. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, Build yeah. the hype. So number 10. Simpsons Wrestling. I don't know how that stayed on the list. Because it's that a seems like great a train wreck of a game. Uh, Backyard Baseball, number nine. Cozy, good job. Oh, uh, thank you. Number eight, Overwatch. Number Still seven, Coffin Dodgers. Hell yeah. Number six, WWE No Mercy. WWF, right? Or uh, Sorry, it was WWF back then. You're correct. Uh... Number five, Skate 3. Number four, Windjammers. Number three, Rocket League. Number two, The Bigs 2. And number one, Wii Sports. I think we can all agree that this is probably the most perfect list ever. This is the strangest list we've ever built, and I love it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think we can all agree that Nude Punch-Out got shafted pretty significantly. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> I'm really worried about Excellent. the shafts. There's the it. dirty joke. Okay. Um, we're going to wrap the show up because we've just hit the two-hour mark. Um, this is two hours. So of yeah, wrap it up. Don't let it be nude. Yep. Uh, next week, we're going to have a surprise topic. Um, unless we decided, do we decide? Uh, are we going to do the thing I suggested or are we going to take the one from chat? One from chat was so another five. a surprise topic. Worst NPC. What was the chat saying? Uh, it was another 5x5. Five five. So we're going to try a new format of a game with the worst video game NPCs of all time. And that new format will be a okay. surprise next week. Okay. So we're going to try that next week. Uh, we're going to do a social plug. Mitch, plug our socials. Um, Twitch, 
twitch.tv slash pressyyz is where you can find this show recording every week wednesdays at 8 eastern as well as gameplay from a few of the hosts uh twitter.com slash pressyyz you can get updates on the show when it comes out where it is all that stuff my personal stuff is on all the platforms twitter instagram mostly at mr mitch cozy go ahead if you want to learn uh, more about nude rom hacks follow cozy at at Alex Cozina. Uh, you can also tune into twitch.tv slash Cozy Bear Live to watch me play games that are not ROM hacks of Punch Out, but that are equally as good. Are you going to play that ROM hack? I hope not. That would get a play that ROM hack. Like, like, legitimately, like, to get serious for a second, I'm pretty sure it would violate Twitch's terms of service, even though the nudity is heavily pixelated. So, probably not on stream. Okay. Probably not. Cozy on streams stream. after dark. On okay. Mixer. <laughs> Alex. Uh, so, uh, Twitter, uh, blatantly underscore Alex. Uh, Instagram, blatantly Alex. Uh, YouTube, I had it wrong last week. It's blatantly Alex. Um, and then finally, uh, AJ. You can find me all over the internet at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. Nathan, you? All right. Yeah, you can follow me at the underscore NMAC on Twitter. Uh, follow me there for pictures of Animal Crossing when I post them and new reviews when I have new reviews up. Nothing to talk about. Oh, no. Um, check out my re review for La Mulana for the Switch. Uh, I got a chance to play that and uh, do that. Very hard, fun uh, Metroidvania game. On that note, thanks for playing, guys.